Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Steam Up the Classroom. And today we have two amazing guests. You know one of our guests because she's been on, this is your third time, Erin, right? I feel so honored. I love it. You are now officially tied with Mandy Figlioli as uh, being on the podcast most frequently. And, uh, and we also have Stacy. So um, you guys, why don't you just introduce yourselves, tell us what you teach or um, what you do, and I don't know, just toot your horn, pump your tires. <laughs> um, I'm Erin so Oh, go ahead. All right. I'm Stacey Linehan. I'm currently a language-based special education teacher in East Bridgewater. Uh, so my 12th year teaching, I started off as a classroom teacher, and then I actually switched to special ed four years ago after I got my CAGS and moderate disabilities. Um, outside of school, I love spending time with my family. At home, I have a very busy two-and-a-half-year-old, and, and uh, he just keeps me on my toes, and we love spending time on the water in the summer and boating and uh, we just have a lot of fun together. So uh, that's me. That's so fun. Erin, do you want to just, uh, I don't know, give a quick little blurb? If, if anyone's an avid listener, I'm sure they're like so excited that you're back. Oh, and I'm honored to be tied with Mandy because she's amazing. Oh, love her. Um, I'm Erin Fisher, Technology Integration Facilitator for the East Bridgewater Public Schools, and I assist teachers in integrating tech into their classroom. My 16th year in education, and I love it. And I'm married with three kids, and I live in Bridgewater, and have a good time. Yeah, and both of you have presented at MassQ, which um, everyone that listens knows it's my favorite professional development ever in the whole we world. We presented together on assistive tech. Yes, it was a great time. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into it, ladies. Um, Stacy, I want, I want to talk to you first and, um, Aaron, feel free to chime in whenever, but, um, I remember you saying earlier in the year that you wanted to change your teaching perspective and revamp your teaching this year. And you did that through several different avenues. And I was wondering if maybe you could touch upon why you wanted to, uh, update your and revamp your teaching and change your perspective and, and how did you do that? Sure. So um, I realized at the beginning of the year that the barrier to learning that my students were facing was engagement. Uh, they're really, really into video games and who wants to come to school and, you know, sit all day and just listen to someone talk. So I really spent a lot of time trying to gamify my instruction. Um, for one thing we did was I took a test that they had with 10, 10 math questions and I turned it into a scavenger hunt around the school. My students really like to move around. And what I did was I hid QR codes around the school and what they had to do was find the QR code and scan it. Uh, and that would lead them to a Google form which would have the math question on it. And if they were correct, they got a video from one of their teachers saying like, great job, here's a clue to your next QR code. And if they didn't get it right, they had a video feedback of how to actually complete the problem. So they were so excited to do this. They were literally running around the school um, trying to find QR codes and answer math problems. So that was just one way that I've gamified some of my instruction. I also recently took a, um, 
a couple of ELA questions or just regular comprehension questions and I turned it into a digital escape room. They had to answer questions on a Google form with answer validation. And when they got everything right at the end, they were given the code to a padlock, which they then had to, or a combination lock, which they then had to unlock and it had a couple clues in it. And once they chose the correct answer, they were then led to their prize, which was munchkins in their sixth grade team room. That is so, so much fun. So, so much fun for them, for me. Um, so just really trying to think of other engagement, engaging ways to get them to achieve the objectives. That would be so much fun for any type of student too. Absolutely. And I like if it was me when I was a student, I would have been giddy. I would have been so ridiculously excited to be doing that. <laughs> and I think it's so great, Stacey, that you always like look inward and you say th like look to yourself and say, how can I engage my learners rather than like, you know, they're, you know, just passive and lazy and like, why aren't they listening or why aren't they working? I feel like it's so great that you self-reflect and look inward of how you can make it more engaging for them rather than trying to fit them into your model of teaching, which your model is amazing anyway. So but it's great that you always look to your learners. And I always have to remember too, like what my preferences are, aren't always what they like and enjoy. So I might design this really great, what I think is a really, really fun, great lesson, and they might not like it so much and I have to not take that personally. Um, so it's all about just trial and error and figuring out what works. My favorite line from Katie Novak, you have yeah. to remember your preferences are not their preferences. Mm, that's so true. And also not taking it to heart mm -hmm. if they're not into it. Yep, we're all different. Yeah. Oh, Stacey, you're doing such amazing things. Oh, thank you. I agree. <laughs> Something else that you're doing is uh, UDL. So. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what UDL stands for and how it impacts student learning? Absolutely. So UDL is Universal Design for Learning, and it's all about just designing your lessons for multiple means of engagement, representation, and action and expression. Um, so oftentimes, like, I'll, I'll hear kids say, like, I can't do this. But really, when you dig deeper, you discover, like, what is the barrier to their learning? Maybe they don't enjoy the activity. Um, like I said, your preferences are not always their preferences. Maybe they can't actually read the text and they would benefit from um, something that was more accessible or maybe they don't even have the background experiences to connect with what you're doing or with the activity or whatever you're reading. So I think really just keeping the UDL principles in mind and really trying to slowly incorporate them into your practices is super helpful for all students, not just special ed kids. Yeah, and really giving them a choice in their learning makes them more engaged. Absolutely. And it gives them, I, I would think it would give them more confidence, too, in how they were presenting, how they know material. Right, right. And it's, um, it takes a lot of reflecting, too, on their part and allowing them to maybe choose options that they're not going to be successful at, but allowing them to do that and say, oh, hey, that wasn't my best choice. Maybe next time I'm going to try something different. Yeah. It really teaches them how to be successful learners. Absolutely. It's so effective. And they'll take that with them forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's really the biggest thing we need to teach our students is how to be successful learners. Mm -hmm. and how they learn best. Yeah, because they, I mean, they'll, 
they'll take it with them throughout life, how you learn best. They'll take it with them when they're working and in jobs. I mean, I think about that when I'm working, like how, all right, how am I going to get this information into my brain so that I can teach it or something like that. And I know I'm much more hands-on and I like to see it happening instead of reading something and trying to figure it out from paper mm-hmm. instead, you know, I, I don't know. Knowing how I learn. Makes You're a builder, Tori. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> right. But just knowing that, I mean, some students might never have the chance to realize how they learn if they're only ever given one way to learn. Right. 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 And they might just think they're not good at learning. That's right. right. They just haven't found the way that works best for them. That's exactly true. And it's so wonderful that you give them all those opportunities to learn which way works best for them. Right. And it's really great that our district has taken UDL and run with it, you know, sending the UDL team to um, meetings every month and really trying to um, get it into the classrooms. I think that's great. Absolutely. It's the way we need to go. (laughs) Um, I want to hear about your maker closet. I'm so proud of this. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Um, so it really I, is. <laughs> it's such I, a better use of the closet. <laughs> into this, when I moved into the classroom, two, this classroom two years ago, um, I inherited this closet and I, it's huge. It's probably about a hundred square feet and it's filled with old textbooks, papers, and just literally everything and anything that people didn't want. Um, so towards the end of last year, I started just cleaning it out and throwing stuff away and realizing how big the space really was. Um, and I think Tori, Tori Aaron, that gave me the idea that maybe I should transform it into a makerspace. So I did a little bit of research on what a makerspace is, and I had my students actually help me get rid of some of the old stuff that was in there. And that was really fun for them going and throwing it in the dumpster. And um, I had them organize and label and sort all the new materials that we were actually putting in there. And it really helped them to feel some ownership uh, of the space and help to kind of keep it clean and neat and organized because it is their space. So we use it daily in math as part of our math rotations. So what I do is I have each student has an allotted amount of time in the makerspace and they have a week-long assignment and they have to create something um, that's related to what we're learning. So I usually will post the objective and what they have to do um, and how like the rubric of how it's going to be assessed, but I don't, I try not to give them too much more. Um, And you know, it's been really fun for them in there, but the social emotional emotional impact it's had on them is far more beneficial than anything else. Um, Something about making in like a safe and creative environment Mm -hmm. is just extremely calming to kids and comforting, like just kids of any age. So I wasn't really expecting that, but they, it's just like they're really calm, safe place in there. Um, In ELA, we've used it. uh, It's a great way to really force your kids to close read. So if I'm having them create a character from a story that they've just read, um, they have to go back and close read in order to actually make what you're asking them to create. So that's really nice. And, you know, I really, I I, I just love it because it's a place where they can go and make a mess and be creative. And uh, I can also just kind of close the door and not have to look at it. (laughs) 
mess <laughs> um, and keep my classroom neat and clean and organized and just have that be their creative mess in there. So it's been amazing to have that as part of my room. I love that you're using it too for ELA because a lot of teachers question how STEM or STEAM can integrate with literacy and what you're doing or what you just said, just having them create a character or um, just using details from the text to create whatever it is. That's so simple and yeah. not like not simple when they're creating obviously, but like the concept is simple and it's not, it's not something so um, out there that it would be really hard for any other classroom to implement either. It's, pretty it's using the text and and just creating from it instead of some elaborate project that might make a teacher run and hide from right instead of having them answer a comprehension question like what did the dog in the story look like okay make the dog from the story yeah um, yes. it's just a great way to um, you know do that instead of having to do the traditional pencil and paper comprehension questions Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm giving you snaps. Getting back to UDL and giving them the choice to make make the you know character from the story or go ahead. Talk and about branding. We need to brand that. You you need to brand that. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Stacey. Last major question I have for you. Yes. Let's talk about Twitter. Love it. Yeah. Why did uh, Why did you decide to join Twitter? Because that's something else you did this year, right? Right, right. So Twitter seriously changed uh, my teaching. Erin had been telling me to get on Twitter for probably like two years now. And I just kept saying, that, I don't want to do it. That. But then I think after presenting at NASCU, I felt kind of left out. Uh, and I felt like yeah. it was that everyone had and everyone was doing and I didn't have one. So I decided to just give it a try. And if I didn't like it, I could always delete it. Um, I use it for professional use only. I don't look at it when I need a break from thinking about work to kind of keep the balance in my life. Um, but having Twitter and having a PLN on there has really helped me to find like-minded educators and really great get great ideas. And it's, it's just a place I go when I need something, whether it's motivation or something content related. So it's yeah. totally been a game changer. And it's going to be so much fun next year at Maskey when you have all these friends that you made on Twitter and you see them in real life. I'm the crazy person that's like, oh my God, we're friends on Twitter and now we're meeting in real life. Let's take a picture together and let's be best friends in real life now. And you I'm really the are, which is the best. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm, in such my, I'm in my element when I'm at Maskew. Oh, it's such a great event. <laughs> and we keep calling it Maskew, but it's the Maskew Annual Fall Conference because Maskew, the organization, is amazing. That's true. That's true. We do. We probably should, you know, the, the mask is fall conference. It's, it's just fall. like, it's just, you, you just know when you say mask, you just know it's that fall conference. That's at Gillette stadium. Oh, and uh, you just feel like such a incredible person when you attend it. I know. I love it. Um, but that brings me, if we're still talking about Twitter, Aaron, let's talk about how you started Twitter chats through mask and, how did you create them? What made you want to create them? Because I know that you're on the um, communication social. committee. Yeah, communications. And then I'm on the subcommittee, uh, social media. Mm -hmm. Social media subcommittee, which is part of the communications committee, which is the most awesome committee, if I must say. <laughs> I would think. 
Um, and like back to Stacy joining Twitter, Stacy joining Twitter motivated me to be on Twitter much more than I am because every week she makes sure she says, what should we post? What should we post? And it's great because it really motivates me to post more, which has really expanded my PLN. So that's been a awesome. She's been an awesome inspiration in my life and really helping me to expand my world too. So it's been great. And I feel um, like the two of you have really helped other people in district to, and not just in our district, but just other people that you know to expand their PLN too. I feel well, like, you know, with your, Thursday. yeah, positive sign Thursdays. Yeah. Hashtag positive sign Thursday. That was totally Stacy saying we have got to join on positive sign Thursday. Um, so that was all Stacy. We started a little group, like, you know, we got some teachers together that we knew would post and Stacy started that movement and all together, the five of us started putting signs out and then it's grown from there and it's just such a nice culture change. And it really, I love it. it really catches on. I printed a bunch of signs and I forgot to pick them up in the team room. And then I know I went to pick them up like hours later and I noticed they weren't there and people had posted them all in the hallway. Not oh, even cool. Sure. Um, people just saw it, saw some positivity and, and loved it. Aww. I hand delivered them today. Today just happens to be Thursday while we're recording. And I hand delivered them today around the high school and every single person like hung them up and then they were all over the school and it was the sweetest thing. That's awesome. It's just nice. And everybody said like, oh, thank you. I needed some sunshine because today is very rainy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Twitter chats. Um, yeah, so I'm on a great committee and we talked about some ways we can like expand the mask you reach and um, it was not my idea. I can't claim the idea. It was actually something that we kind of came to as the committee. I think Colleen Tarrell suggested it. She's been on the pod too. Oh my God. I just love her. She's, She's the best. Um, and so she, I think, put it out there and I jumped on it and her and I kind of started hosting them and co-hosting them and getting guest moderators. And it's just been great. I think it's awesome. I look forward to it. I wish it was more than just once a month. I wish it was every day of my life. <laughs> it's actually quite a bit of work so it is a lot of work yeah coming I mean I just co-hosted for you guys and it was definitely a lot of work leading up to it but it was so worth it oh uh, you did an awesome job too thank if you anybody needs to go look at that go take a look hashtag mask 19 um nice that you brought in so many different people that we could hear from um with the twitter chat that it, it just was really great to hear from different yeah. people yeah from all over the world and it's yeah it's cool how you can literally talk to someone that's hours and hours away or a yeah, flight away and when would you ever meet them if it wasn't for twitter right Amazing. um do you think the chats have given you a new perspective or given just the what you said your right there, just what you said with people talking to people all over the world it gives you gives you a very new perspective when you're talking to educators from like on the chat last night that you hosted or two nights ago from california from michigan from um what do we have california michigan delaware and when you're talking to educators in other parts of the country uh, it's you know similar but different so you you certainly get a new perspective and um i think raina friedman said it on on Twitter, uh, just in another post, not related to a Twitter chat, she said something like, don't forget that 
what you are doing, you may think is ordinary, but someone else thinks it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You know? So just even being on Twitter chats and you hear what different people share and you're like, wow, that is so amazing. So just getting new ideas. It's just awesome. I love it so much. It gives me so many new ideas for the steam lab. I, I have a doc that every time I see something that I think is really cool that somehow I want to figure out how I can get it into lessons, I write it down. Right. And it's so, like really long. Yeah, <laughs> it's really long and overwhelming. overwhelming. But, I need it. <laughs> but I think overwhelming and feeling like uncomfortable, that's how you know you're growing. Yeah. You be overwhelmed and uncomfortable. Otherwise, what did you say today, Stacey? It was awesome. If you're not growing, you're dying. So, oh, jeez. All right. That's true. Think about a plant. Knit that in a pillow. (laughs) We don't want to die professionally. (laughs) Or we don't want to be stagnant, really. We don't want to be just not growing. So if we're uncomfortable and we're overwhelmed, that kind of means we're growing. That's true. At least you have things to choose from. Like, it's better to have too many options than have no ideas at all. Yes, and choice engages us, as we know. So true even when it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Last question for you ladies. What technology are you loving lately? Let's do some shout outs. Go ahead, Stace, you go first. Um, Lately I am, I'm loving Wakelet. Um, I love things that are just kind of like organized and places I can put everything all together. Um, So I love Wakelet lately and I just created a goose chase that we're going to do on Monday. Um, I I am so excited about that. Um, It's something that someone at the high school introduced me to through Twitter. Um, Shout out Amy Ronane. Yeah. (laughs) She... um, uh, I watched her videos on her kids doing it and I said, I have to try this. So we're actually trying that on Monday and we'll see how that goes, but I've had so much fun creating it. So I'm, what's I'm, a goose chase. Oh, it's like a, it's a scavenger hunt, but they just kind of like, it's a digital scavenger hunt and they have to run around and kind of take pictures, videos or text and, to answer the questions. Oh, cool. So I did it to reflect like a, an ELA review for a teacher. So it's going to review their vocabulary and skills. Week. That's awesome. And it's an app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. So it doesn't run just on like Chrome OS. It's got to be an app. Is the app called Goose Chase? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. Now we need to go investigate. I need to add it to my list of things. <laughs> what else? What else are you loving? Aaron, I know you probably have a whole bunch. Oh, I always love the Pear Deck because they're of constantly course. improving. Of course. Um, I always love Google Apps. They just came out with a million updates, which I've been featuring on my blog, Fishing on a Mission. And I've been real heavy, which, of course, Stacy booked me for an appointment. She was like, let's look at Adobe Spark. I've heard of it. I don't know what it does. And it forced me to dive into Adobe Spark. And I have been heavy in Adobe Spark. I love it. There's a secret video coming out for East Bridgewater Public Schools next week for Teacher Appreciation Week, and it was Mm -hmm. me on Adobe Spark. I can't wait to put it out. Um, And because Stacy motivated me to take a look at breakouts, I've been looking at digital breakouts as well in Google Forms. That's awesome. So it's a lot of fun. We've been having a lot of fun. I think um, I love Adobe Spark. Um, I've used it on my phone for quite some time now, but I love being able to have it... um, on Chromebooks as well for the kids to use it. 
it's just like, it's, it's super easy. And I always love like when we do something that's interactive, I love taking pictures and videos of the kids and then making um, just like a, a video of it and they can watch themselves doing it and they really enjoy it. And, and shout out to Adobe Spark too. They give premium accounts to schools. So, For free? Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so because mm -hmm. Stacy, uh, you know, made an appointment with me to take a look at Adobe Spark with her kids, it prompted me to look into Adobe Spark more. And when I delved deeper, found that Adobe Spark offers the premium license to schools for free um, and worked with the IT coordinator. You do have to set it up on the, the back end of your G Suite admin panel. Um, and we did that. And now we have an enterprise account and we get all of it for free. And it is safe for privacy and data compliance. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's like a total shout out to Adobe. Wicked nice of them. That's awesome. That's oh, that's so beneficial to everyone in district and in all the schools. I love those tools that give schools free accounts. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, mm -hmm. like Flipgrid too. Yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard because there's so many options out there, and to ask teachers to be the ones that pay for everything to give their kids opportunities, yeah. it's hard. And Wakelet, like we were saying, I do love Wakelet, and they're free too. And they're awesome. Oh, I should get something. I sh maybe I'll reach out and see if uh, anyone will come on the pod. Oh, I bet you he's Remember? awesome. It's James. James loves doing that stuff. Yeah, he um he's friends with me on Twitter, so I'll have to ask him. I was talking to the um two women that started doing because I met them at Maskew. Shout out to Maskew again. Awesome. Maskew Fall Conference, guys. And you, Wink. Um, and I asked them if they wanted to come on the pod, so hopefully they said yes, so hopefully that happens too. Oh, my God. You should just so. have, like, uh, people from all these awesome companies that give stuff to teachers. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies. Time's running out, so I want to make sure that you plug on how people can reach out to you. Oh, yeah. How can we find you, Stacy? Oh, awesome. So I am on Twitter at, at Mrs. Linehan. Want to spell Mrs. Linehan? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> awesome stuff. L-I-N-N-E-H-A-N. Perfect. And I'm also at, on Twitter at Mrs. Erin Fisher. And I also have a blog and I linked it to my Twitter. It's fishinonamission.com. But fishin doesn't have a G, right? Yeah, no G. Fishin. On a mission. Yeah, it's a fabulous blog. Everyone should subscribe to it because Erin has such great ideas. Oh, thanks. And yeah, I, I love reading it because it always gives me motivation. And you send it down on Friday, and it's it's nice to have a little a boost on Fridays. I can't wait to stick this link on here for this episode. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is amazing. And when I first started getting like the emails that like Erin's blog is out, um, I would challenge myself to try at least one thing from the blog. Um, and it's yes. just a great way to kind of slowly dive into it. Yeah, that's a great way of thinking about it too. And yeah. and whatever, you know, whatever blog or whatever um, newsletters that listeners subscribe to, that's just a, that's a great way of looking at new ideas. Try one. something new. One new thing a week gives you 40 new things. There you go. So true. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. And I'm sure that this is not the last that we have heard from you. 
Erin, shall we do it a fourth time? <laughs> you always raise me up. Thank you so much. And thank you, Stacey. You're my motivation all the time. Aww, and you both are my motivation. Oh, love you. I love thank you guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay.